This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The U.S. dollar was higher on Friday as bonds dumped, having liked the Biden address to the nation. Bonds trade inversely to interest rates, and interest rates go up during exceptionally good economic growth. We locked in low long-term rates when the time was right, so higher rates will not impact existing mortgages. Energy was near flat, but in a good way, helping to competitively price ethanol. With another $1.9 trillion stimulus and increasingly positive reports about how the vaccines are performing amid a growing successful rollout, it is not difficult to see the U.S. economy surging back to a level where we will all be looking up instead of down. Get your reservations made and your plane tickets bought if you're going to go anywhere later this year. President Biden said a lot more in 20 minutes last evening looking face-to-face at the American people than could be done in a few tweets. He was aspirational, setting the goal that families should be able to safely gather together for Independence Day to celebrate not only the birthday of the nation, but a victory over the virus if people come together first in doing the right thing. The federal government is now functioning to do its part. George Washington ordered the inoculation of 40,000 troops in the Continental Army for smallpox in 1777. He was quoted, Should the disorder infect the army, we should have more to dread from it than from the sword of the enemy, unquote. Back then, the procedure required cutting the person's arm and inserting some diseased tissue from a smallpox patient. I got both COVID shots, and it was not that bad. There is a right thing to do here for the country, and it is not that complicated. On grains, last year we had a near-perfect start to our growing season. Full profile of subsoil moisture, 11 inches, but not wet. A crop that went in early under excellent planting conditions that emerged quickly, having had enough moisture from soil reserves and rain to take the corn through pollination. Then the rain stopped and the crop died. This year there is no moisture deep, but I will assume that there is enough topsoil moisture to germinate and start the corn. Spring rain, of course, could help recharge subsoil moisture levels. The bottom line is that virtually all of our moisture has to fall from the sky. It could rain quite a while before we would have mud and any planting delays. The easy start to the spring has removed snow cover and will warm soils. I do not think that the topsoil is dry enough for the adage, plant in the dust and the grain bends will bust. Crop moisture requirements are low early, so it will be June and July that are the critical months for rains this year. The wheat market is pricing in a big soaking rain in the southern plains region, just what was needed. There is corn planted and growing in the south that will find strong demand late summer from end users. There will be early harvest premiums. While they are being deluged with rain in northern Brazil, the forecaster that we use thinks that in April and May conditions there will flip to dry, too dry. When crops go in under wet conditions, it needs to stay wet. Conab increased their estimate of the Brazilian soybean crop to 135 million metric tons compared to USDA at 134. I do not think that March weather supports that. They put Brazil's corn production at 108.1 million metric ton compared to USDA at 109. These estimates look like our July crop reports last year that didn't work out. Our forecaster looks for weekend rains in Argentina with a low confidence on coverage and intensity. Only 6% of the Argentine soybeans were rated good to excellent, down from 10% last week. 
and 17% of RG soybeans were rated good to excellent, down from 25%. The 90-day SOI is still 12.95, but the 30-day SOI has now fallen below the positive 8 benchmark for La Nina at 4.73. The La Nina is weakening. On the demand side, USDA said that 369,000 metric tons of old crop soybeans were sold last week. Soymeal sales continued doing well at 261,000 tons. 395,000 metric tons of old crop corn was sold, with only 230,000 metric tons needed to reach the USDA export total. Well, at the bottom end of trade ranges this week, You'll be happy to know that expectations have been lowered so that next week's corn export sales will be surprisingly good. There's more business that has been done looking to be reported. 329,000 metric tons of wheat was reported sold. The wheat market is focused on rain in the southern plains. U.S. corn export sales are 90% of the USDA forecast, and soybeans are 99% of the forecast, with a lot of the marketing year left to go. USDA should have to raise exports and feed usage in subsequent balance sheet updates, where's the rationing? You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.